welcome to the Hope City Church podcast. We're so excited for you to listen along and hear this week's message. We pray it inspires and motivates and draws you closer to Jesus. Let's take a listen. Amen, amen. It is so good to see you all this morning. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and ask our, our speakers for today to make their way up here. Um, let's see, we have Alicia, we have Caitlin, we have Jess, we've got Jacob and Nicole. So they're going to come sit up here. And I'm going to talk, here's what we're going to do today. We're going to do a little different. Um, they're going to all sit on the chairs here and then they're going to go one after the other and share. Um, but before they do, I want to talk about each of them. Um, I am really excited about today because, you know, we've had a few five for five so far, uh, but this, today's is the only time when I've got texts from them saying things like, is it okay if I have more than one scripture to share? Or if I can break down this word, is that okay? Or I had a dream about me sharing the other night, and I'm just so excited to share with everybody at church what God is saying to me. And for us, that's really exciting because it is God talking and moving. So I am quite excited. I mean, like, Alicia just got off the airplane this morning. She's like, I'm going to try and be there. My plane, like, what time does your plane land today? 9.30. She's like, as long as nothing goes wrong. She flew in from Calgary. She was there at a basketball tournament. And she's like, I'm flying in from Calgary. As long as there's no snowstorm, I will be there. So we are so excited. Um, they are going to go one after the other. So Caitlin's going to share. Then Nicole is going to share. Then Jacob is going to share. Then Jess is going to share. And then Alicia is going to go ahead and wrap it up. Now, here's what I want to remind you about. This isn't just um, five people sharing for five minutes and just, you know, it's, it's, that's it. Open your hearts and ears today to what the Spirit is saying because we've been, we've been praying together. We've been praying for these people. We got together before the service today and we prayed. And I believe in my heart that they are going to say things that will uh, uh, open your hearts, open your ears, and deposit truth and life. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, Caitlin, are you ready? Well, you just got to turn it on first. Okay, let me, here, I'll swap. You have this one. Cool. <laughs> so we're going to use this. And just press start. You're ready to go. Right. Can you, can you read that? Maybe yeah. Okay. All right. I, well, sure. Just, I'm just, as long as you're okay. You're okay. <laughs> All right. Doing swell. Okay. <laughs> Hello, everybody. All right. So what I am going to be talking about today is how God, sorry, <laughs> my head is not on straight, and I didn't press start. <laughs> okay, now we're good. Okay, so what I'm going to be talking about is, as Christians, we are going to go through crazy battles, and we are going to be fighting with everything, and life's going to be really hard sometimes, but we just have to remember that God is fighting those battles for us, and we're not going to fall. So last year was the most difficult year of my life. Um, I walked into 2018 uh, knowing that my Nana had brain cancer and was probably not going to make it, and she did pass away last August. Um, at the end of January, I had a friend commit suicide. And then in March, I had another friend die in a car accident. 
Um, and I remember last April, I was driving in my car and I was listening to the song Reckless Love and I just was sobbing to God and I was like, I need you. I can't do anything without you. I am falling apart. I am a complete mess right now and life is so, so difficult. And um, so reading the book of Acts and this is my second time reading it through this year. Um, and there's this verse, it's Acts 14, 22. Um, so, strengthening the disciples and encouraging them to remain true to faith. We must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. And now that sounds a little bit confusing, so I have another version from the easy-to-read version. Um, it can be confusing, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, all right. So this is what that quote says. Um, we must suffer many things on our way into God's kingdom. And so what that's saying is we are going to go through such difficult times, but we have a choice to make whether we are going to turn on God and say, no, I don't want you anymore. You're not doing anything for me. Look at all this garbage that's going on in my life. Or we can say, God, help me because I am struggling and I am falling apart right now. And God has already won all of our battles for us. And he is fighting for us. And he wants us to be okay and to be happy. And we have an enemy who is saying, no, that's not going to happen. But God is saying, I've already won. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> um, so then I have another verse. It's not going to be on the screen. It is um, John 16, 33. Um, I have told you these things so that you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And I just think that's so amazing. And honestly, as horrible as last year was, when I turned to God and I surrendered myself fully to him, life was still hard, but I knew someone was fighting for me. And he surrounded me with people who were also fighting for me, and he got me to this church as well. And honestly, I just, I thank God that I am still here. As hard as last year was, he helped me overcome all those battles. And I have turned my life fully over to him again. I mean, I was always walking with him, but I was fairly stagnant. So yeah, I'm just, I'm so much stronger this year and I'm just very, very thankful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So the verse that, I'm Nicole, by the way, hi. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. So I picked, um, I've been reading through Acts and then Acts um, 34 to 43. And then Peter replied, I see very clearly that God shows no favoritism. In every nation, he accepts those who fear him and do what is right. 
This is the message of the good news for the people of Israel, that there are peace with God through Jesus Christ, who is the Lord of all. You know what happened throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee, after John began preaching his message of baptism. And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all those who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with them. And we apostles are witnesses of all he did throughout Judea and Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a cross, but God raised him to life on the third day. Then God allowed him to appear, not to the general public, but to us whom God had chosen in advance to be his witnesses. We are those who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he ordered us to preach everywhere and to testify that Jesus is the one appointed by God to be the judge of all, the living and the dead. He is the one all the prophets testified about, saying that everyone who believes in him will have their sins forgiven through his name. And that's what I just love, is that all I have to do is believe in him and that all my sins are forgiven through his name. Because this is the good news, the, the gospel of why God sent Jesus for us. God has already chosen us to be witness to the miraculous works that just brings believers, all of us, together. And it brings peace to our lives and to the lives of all those around us. And Jesus on the cross means salvation for all those who believe and accept that we are sinners, unclean, the Gentiles who are considered dirty, and now we're being chosen for the radical transformations that are happening all around us. <clears throat> Jesus was judged and persecuted too, and Jesus was judged. So you know what? We don't have to be the judge of anybody, even ourselves in our own lives. And the judgments have already been made. Everything has already been done on the cross. He has taken it all for us so we can live with um, being saved and redeemed by his sacrifice and loving kindness. And that is the mercy and grace. That's, it's done. It's over. It's finished. And that's the good news that we need to know. And... Jesus just doesn't want us to worry all our doubts, our fears, our hurts, our hang-ups, and all those things, those were already laying down on the cross, and that's where we have to just leave it there. And um, he takes everything from us, and in turn, we just get the beautiful gift of eternal life in the heavens and in the glory and all the, and all the goodness that comes with it. And he commands us. He just doesn't say, oh, this is an option or this is something that we should or shouldn't do, he commands us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the appointed one by God. And it has to bring mercy and salvation to anyone that believes and receives and is baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And redemption is ours for the taking. And it's not about what we've done or what we're about to do to get forgiveness. All he asks us to do is believe in him and what he's done, and then we need to bear witness and testify to his goodness because we are accepted in his name, and that's what brings us all together here today. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Um, so my verse also 
is Acts 14:22. I'm glad you spoke on it because I didn't cover the latter part of the verse. Um, I'm just going to read it one more time from where I started. Let's. All right. So, I'll just read it from here. Can you be up on this? Acts 14:22. So when they had preached the gospel to the city and had made many disciples, they returned to Lystra and to Iconium and to Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith and saying that through many tribulations we must enter the kingdom of God. So the part that I found really interesting and that was kind of stood out to me or encouraged me was when it says to continue, they, Paul and Barnabas are saying to the, to the disciples and to the believers that we must continue in the faith. And I don't know about you guys, but for me and my walk with God and my walk as a, as a Christian every day, it's, it's not always easy to continue in our faith. It's difficult. It's hard to talk to our coworkers about God and what I believe in. It's hard to reach out and, oh, I, I feel led to pray for this person. It's hard to continue in that. And, and that's just the bottom line. I think Paul and Barnabas knew that. And they knew that to the, to the fullest because they were beaten, they were stoned, they were jailed, they were kicked out of cities. I mean, people didn't even want to talk to them sometimes. They thought, like, no, there's no way I want to talk to them. And they knew that. And I think that's why that they say we got to continue in our faith. I went a little deeper, and I looked up what that word continue in, to continue in, what that means. Uh, in the Greek, it's the word ameno. And what ameno means is to abide in, to remain in, to maintain, or to persevere in, or to be true to. And um, I thought that was interesting because it's not always easy to hold fast to something that nobody else wants you to speak about or that you don't feel comfortable speaking about, but we have to hold fast to it. That's, that's, like, that's what we're called to do is to hold fast to our faith, to be true to our faith. Uh, in Acts 15, 26, I didn't give you this, but um, it's in Acts 15, 26, it says that Paul and Barnabas, or the disciples, continued in the faith so much, even to the point of death. We don't have that persecution here. I'm thankful. But I think that if we did, we would, we would hold true to it more. It, this verse would become more real in our lives. Because we, we don't, I mean, it's nice that, yeah, I got to continue in the faith. Yeah, I got to go to church. Yeah, I got to do this. I got to do that. But no, like, we have to hold fast to this word, to this gospel, to the faith. We have to be true to it. Um, I looked up in the, in, the, in the Greek again. That word, emeno, also shows up in Hebrews chapter 8, verse 9. And um, here it is. So not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, for they did not continue in my covenant, and so I showed no concern for them, declares the Lord. That same word, they did not continue in, is imeno. They did not hold true to what I gave them, like the laws that he gave Moses, the Ten Commandments. And so because they didn't continue... I had no concern for them, says the Lord. I'm not here to talk about if the Israelites continued in the laws that, they gave, that, that God gave Moses another time. But, <laughs> yeah, we, we must continue. I don't know about you guys, but 
when God's hand is moving and it's on you, working in your everyday life, yes, it may be difficult, but it's good. It may be hard, but it's good because God is good and God cares for us. And so we, we got to continue. Um, as I was thinking, I got one minute left. As I was, um, as I was thinking about this, this, this picture, this image came to my mind of people. See, there, there's some people in the church and in faith, and it's great. They're running, they're sprinting, and they're continuing. That's how they're continuing right now. They're in a season of just bolting towards Christ, which is amazing. Then there's people walking. There's people jogging. There's people shuffling. But the, the thing is, that person shuffling is still continuing. So no matter what your walk looks like, as long as it's still towards Christ, just continue in it. And God will take care of the rest. Like, he will be faithful to you if you are faithful to him. So abide in his word. Be faithful to what he has for you. And if you need to shuffle, shuffle. If you need to run, run. If you need to crawl, crawl. Just continue. That's all I say. Okay, whoa. Hi, I'm Jess. Um, so at this point, Paul and Silas, they're traveling around delivering God's message. And at this moment that I'm going to talk about, they're actually in a place called Philippi. Um, so I'm going to start in Acts 16, verse 13. And it says, On the Sabbath, we went outside the city gate to the river, where we expected to find a place of prayer. We sat down and began to speak to the woman who had gathered there. One of those listening was a woman from the city of Thyatira named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth. She was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. When she and the members of her household were baptized, she invited us to her home. If you consider me a believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my house. So the part that I want to focus on is where it says, God opened her heart to respond to Paul's message because this was the moment. This was the moment that changed her life. Yeah. This was the moment that started her journey with God. Right. Now, I don't know what Paul's message was, but I'm sure it was mind-blowing, heart-shattering, <laughs> ear-opening type of message. And when I start to think about that, not going to lie, I get nervous because how on earth am I going to deliver a message like that? How can I? I give someone a heart-opening message. On Wednesday, I got a dream from God, and um, he spoke to me, and he replayed my heart-opening moment. Mm. And he made me realize that it doesn't have to be mind-blowing because mine wasn't. Um, it, mine happened a couple summers ago. I was in a rough spot in my life, and during this time, I actually avoided a few of my friends out of pure embarrassment of how I was behaving. And one of those friends happened to be Lee. <laughs> but one day I got a gut feeling that I had to make an effort to go see her, so I did. And we went to the river, and we talked about how work and school were going, family, the normal stuff. 
And she happened to mention that she was bringing a team to Haiti. And I was like, that's amazing. I would love to do something like that. But in my head, I was like, nope, I can't do that. <laughs> nope, I'm not at the right spot in my, my life right now. Cannot do that. Heck no. But by the end of the conversation, Lee looked at me and said, you should come. Think about it. But you should come. <laughs> so on my whole 10-minute drive home, I thought about it. <laughs> and something in my heart said, just go. Go. You need to go. So I went into my house, didn't really ask my mom. I simply said, Lee's taking a team to Haiti in March, and I'm going. <laughs> so <laughs> you see, at this moment, I was searching for something better, a better way to live my life. I needed a simple nudge, a simple, I believe in you. You can do this. This was the moment that changed my life. This was the moment that changed my dreams from little movies inside my head to how God communicates with me. This was the moment that has me doing things that I never thought I would, like this. I'm not a public speaker, but here I am. <laughs> this was the moment that started my journey with God, and I actually took it one step further, and I decided to get baptized while I was in Haiti. This was a moment God opened the door and said, come on in. Everything's going to be okay. Now, don't get me wrong. I would love to deliver a mind-blowing message to someone. I mean, wouldn't you? It's happening right now. Wouldn't you? Come on. I would. But it doesn't have to be. It could be simple. It could be like, hey, did you know that the Bible's a book of books? Did you know that? Because yeah. shockingly, people don't. I found that out this week. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you never know what conversation of yours is going to be a heart-opening moment. That's right. So we should have every conversation like it is. Yeah. We don't know where people are in their journey, yeah. but God does. Yeah. So I pray, Lord, I am a believer in you. Who today am I inviting into your home? Who today should I talk to? Who today needs a heart-opening message? Good morning, friends. <laughs> um, you guys are so worth the one hour time change difference, so, uh, um, oh, I don't, I think I messed up this timer here, hold on, this one, I hit something wrong, okay, great, thanks, okay, so just before I start, um, I just, yeah, so I started coming to Hope City, uh, beginning of August, and, um, it was just a word of the Lord for me to start coming to this church, and, yeah, so just since then, you guys have all become family so quickly, and so I'm just very thankful for your love and your welcoming and open arms. Um, it's been an awesome change, and I feel so at home here, so thank you for that. Um, yeah, so, and for those who don't know, I returned home in June from a year-long trip overseas um, doing missions work. I was in Cambodia, Thailand, 
Papua New Guinea and Australia um, doing work with an organization called YWAM, or Youth with a Mission. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> um, yeah, I really feel like the Lord over the last three years has called me to do this kind of work over there, and I've really found home in the slums and in remote places with people who maybe don't know the love of Jesus yet, and so that's kind of been placed in my heart. And so the book of Acts um, is one that's really close to my heart because this is basically the disciples' first mission trip. Like, Jesus has been with them. He leaves, and now it's the disciples' turn to advance the gospel throughout the nations, and they walk in such spiritual authority, and they're always in a place of readiness um, and openness to the Holy Spirit. And it's just really inspiring and encouraging to see what they went through to bring um, the will of God to earth. Um, yeah, they went to desert and remote areas, but they also were just in their own communities and their own neighborhoods. Like, there's nothing the disciples did that we can't do now today. Um, we have the same authority that they do. Um, and so I'm going to be focusing um, in Acts 16, 25 to 34. It's a long one, so I'm going to summarize it. Um, but beforehand, before this scripture, it's kind of what Jess touched on a bit. But um, so in this scripture here, Paul and Silas are actually in prison. Um, and the way that they got there is because Paul had a vision from the Lord to go to Macedonia. Um, and so they picked up, packed up, and they left. Um, it was just really fear of the Lord. He just was said, God called me, so he went. And um, they were down by the river, and they were just going to pray, but then they got interrupted by meeting a slave girl who actually had an evil spirit in her. And so they called that spirit out of her using the name of Jesus, and they actually got put in prison for that. Um, and prison is one of the darkest places, but um, and they could have been like, oh, like God sent us here. Look what happened. They could have turned on God, but no, they were worshiping and they were praising God um, in the darkness. And they were bringing his light and his glory there to the point where the jailer and his entire family became baptized and saved and they came to know the Lord. And so it just really shows that when we um, follow God in his like obedient to his calling, then he has a plan. So Paul and Silas said yes to Jesus not knowing they were going to be in prison, not knowing what was going to happen. They didn't know the cost, but God knew, and he had a plan to save that slave girl and to save the jailer and his family. And so what God's been challenging me is to really live out a life kind of like the disciples, like, like make your life a missions trip, like every single day, um, whether I'm like in the slums or whether I'm here in Canada, like outreach is here in Canada, in our neighborhood. It's in the stores, it's at work, it's on the drive to wherever you're going, like, what am I doing every day to seek what the Father is doing um, and allow the, the Spirit to fill me up in that way. Um, and I feel like on outreach, usually, like, I go out of my way to maybe give a kid a high five or go pray for a woman at the market. And so God's kind of asked me, like, why, what's stopping you from doing that here? And for me, I'm like, I get so caught up in my work and busyness here that it's kind of like, how much is the Holy Spirit leading me and I'm not listening and I'm not um, in tune to what the Holy Spirit is saying. And so, um, yeah, he's kind of been challenging me to do that and um, to say yes to God without knowing, like without having fear of the future, without um, questioning him, but just being bold and saying yes. And um, yeah, just to finish up, I was talking with a friend a couple weeks ago um, and we were just thinking like, oh man, like how cool would it be to be able to physically do missions with Jesus, like, on earth. 
And then we're like, oh, like, that'd be awesome. Like, we can ask the guys up there one day, like, how it was. And, but on the flip side, we were like, well, wait, we have the Holy Spirit. And the guys didn't have the Holy Spirit. Like, we have the real presence of God in us. And we have the same spirit as Jesus in us. And he enables us to represent him in our weakness and our struggles and every circumstance. And so we have the power um, in us right now. And so what are we able to do with that? Um, how can we bring his kingdom down? How can we push back the darkness and bring down light in our workplaces, um, in our neighborhoods, in our families? And so we just need to obey Jesus, and he does, like, what we can't do. Um, and so I feel like it was kind of funny last thing. Um, I was reading Acts and stuff, and um, he kind of gave, the Lord gave me, like, an acronym kind of for Acts. And so for every letter, it's um, a word for it. So Acts is actively committing to surrender. Um, because faith without deeds doesn't count. So let's go out there and get all the others. So thank you, guys. Wasn't that amazing? Actively committing to surrender. And then she said, say yes to God. Like, come on, say yes to God. That should be our motto in life, say yes to God. Wherever you're at, whatever you find yourself doing, say yes to God. Why don't you stand up with me here? Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope you are drawn closer to Jesus and that his spirit, his love, and his life are filling you right now. If you'd like more info about who we are and what we're doing at Hope City, head over to hopecitychurch.ca to find out more. And if you liked what you heard, head over to iTunes and rate the podcast to spread the word so others can hear too. And oh, one more thing before we go. We just want to remind you that you were made for hope.